You know what it's called when individuals get together and do something amazing? It's called a team-up. I'm Steven. And I am Kev. And this is Loot Time. So, if you hadn't guessed, the theme for this month is Team Up. I think we're a good team, right? I believe we are. We've been doing this for... A good chunk of time now. And right. We've teamed up to do some pretty amazing podcasts. I believe it, yeah. Yeah. So besides me, uh, um, have you ever teamed up to do something awesome with anyone else? Like just... Mud runs. Ooh. Uh, I've and that's pe- a team event. Uh, you can run it yourself. Uh, but that I can't always... be as fun. No. Uh, but I've always ran it with friends, and there's one... Uh, Rugged Maniac, where you have a wall run up, okay. which is like a good 20 foot wall that you have to run and then you run up. It's one of those things where you have to run and then catch the top or someone grabs you. Holy crap. Yeah. So it sounds a, like it's taller than the warped wall in American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know exactly how big it is, but oh. it's very intimidating to look at. And you, no rope. It's it's yeah, all free climb. Basically. Free climb up a straight wall. Run up and, and then yeah, but it's just having your friend there, your or your partner to motivate you, like to move you along, to move you along, or vice versa for you. You and know, is this a fun run or is there a clear cut winner at the end who gets a trophy? Uh they do that where whoever the fastest male and female. But then I I've seen people cross the finish line and they're like completely clean. I'm just like. But the point, it's a mud run. Yes. Like, you're supposed to get dirty. And these people just go right through it like, you know. They like, run around the mud? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, they cheat their way. Because you can do that. Without then, any consequences? Well, then it's, Maybe the winner should be who is the muddiest. Right. That's what I go for. I slap it on <laughs> like it's war paint. Like <laughs> Head to toe mud? Yeah. Like, I'll just slap it on my face like it's go time. Like, you get the leaves and everything. Like... And then all of a sudden at the finish line, you see another guy kind of run up covered in brown stuff. And you're like, that's not mud. I don't think that guy ran the race. Right. You're right. I just came out from the sewer. Right. What the (laughs) And then you see like the toxic Avenger come by. Like, what is the, what's going on? (laughs) Best mud run ever. But what about you? Me? I was a sports guy growing up. Yep. And one of my favorite games ever to play was Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. So I'm Jewish, Mm -hmm. if I hadn't mentioned that on a podcast yet. But I think the Jews invented this game. Yeah. I swear. Because until I, I mean, I went to, okay, so I grew up in Wisconsin. Yep. Never saw anyone playing this game ever. Yep. Went to camp, Mm -hmm. Jewish camp. Saw, I mean, it was a game just everyone's been playing forever. Yeah. And so I just assumed, oh, this must be a Jewish sport. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I've never seen it anywhere else. Right. And so it was just so much fun to play there. But my favorite team to play on was at the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I was on our Hillel uh, intramural yeah. team. And we kicked ass. We were seriously one of the best teams at the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now I think so. I went to I went to school two thousand one to two thousand five. Yeah. I still honestly I don't think Ultimate was the biggest sport or game back then. I, I just I can't remember a time where 
I just went to a park or went anywhere and, and saw people were playing. where people were playing it. Uh-huh. I mean, now remember, I went to camp when I was like 14, 15, 16 and we were playing it. But when I came back to Wisconsin, after going to schools, other places, never saw the game or never heard the name of it being played. So I brought it to my friends. It's like, hey, just, you guys ever heard Ultimate? No? All right, we're going to go to our backyard it. and we're going to play. Yeah, there's only six of us, so three on three teams. Doesn't doesn't matter. Who cares? We're going to play it. But in college, yeah, we had you know our 11 actual, people, teams. actual team. And we made our own uniforms. And I was the guy that didn't give a crap about diving and, and catching. Oh, and, yeah. That was me. A lot of people didn't want to get dirty or get hurt, hurt or anything like that. But I, And it was intramural. It wasn't like professional. So who you know, You're there who to cares? have it's fun. fun. But my, one of my friends, we were basically the tag team. So I would run. Like I would, like all of a sudden at just any spur of the moment, it wouldn't matter when it was, just spur of the moment, I would go off sprinting towards the end zone. My friend, knew, like I make sure as soon as he had the disc, that's like, as soon as he had the disc in hand, I would choose a certain moment to just sprint. He was so good where he could throw the disc. Like straight. Straight. And it would be about two inches in front of me at any given, at any reach. given point. And I would, I would have to dive. I would have, uh, I mean, it would be at just at that just, point. I'd have to dive straight out make it and more grab epic. it and roll. I actually had, it was like a cut. Like after the first couple of times, I got a nice cut on my side. Uh-huh. And since I'm right-handed, my my tentative thing would be to reach with my right hand, and so it would always land. I would always land on on this side of my body. Eventually, it would like cut open and bleed. Literally, every game we played, and it became like the team like scar. Like everyone would be like, "Okay, game's over. Let's see your scar." And you know, everyone would just be showing rope lifted up. So that's my team up. You know. Nice. Um, being on a sports team. Right. So, so I guess besides being out in the real world teaming up, is there any pop culture team that you would want to join and why? Uh, I would always like to be alongside the Avengers as much as I like the justice league and Batman and all that stuff. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be Robin to Batman. No, I think it would be, it would be awesome to fight alongside Wolverine since he's been a part of the Avengers and whatnot, as everyone seems to be here and there with the team jumping in, not jumping in. Right. Showing up on who's writing the comics too. Right. I think just being alongside Wolverine, even if it was just with the X-Men or the Avengers, just be alongside him. Smoke a stogie. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool to team up with Hellboy. Hellboy would be sweet. Just the stuff that he does on a daily basis. And it's more of all the supernatural and kind of the paranormal side of things. And all the candy you could eat. And all the candy I can eat. Uh And the big guns and... That fist. The fist. Just to see that in action, I would set people up. Like, I wouldn't be the the strong guy like he is. I'd be like, boof! Just kind of knock someone into his fist. Just check him. Check him as he punches him. You know, that'd be our good tag team team up. The Shake and Bake. The Shake and Bake, yes. So, um, team up. So there's a lot of different team ups, as we just discussed. There's Hellboy, there's the Avengers, there's there's Justice Justice League. League. On our podcasting table today, we have the team up of Pinky and the Brain, Rocket and Groot, Jay and Silent Bob, Han Solo and And Chewbacca, Chewbacca, which... Just to let everyone know, I think this is going to be our contest. So, podcast, as you know, comes out June 1st. We'll run it to the end of the month. 
So as you guys listen to this, I'll make sure on Sunday when this goes live that I post up the new uh, contest. The other contest that is on our website will be closing down. Um, so Time is running out. Time's running out. Obviously, by the time you listen to this, it'll be over. But check out LootTimePodcast.com to check out the new contest. And I'll have a new prize up and everything like that. So, Bunch of goodies. Bunch of goodies. So, contest galore. We like them. But this episode, we will be talking about two very different team-ups. Very. There will be a superhero team-up of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the music team-up of Bill S. Preston, Esquire. And Ted, Theodore Logan. And together they are... Wild Wild Stallions! All right, so... Where do we start? Um, let's see. We'll start Bill and Ted. Who doesn't okay. like music? All right. I love music. I like music. Let's and do it. They're rock duos. Okay. So, Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan are in deep trouble. They have to complete an oral report for history. And if they don't get an A+, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, how bad? That's up gonna, there. I mean, that's, I mean how, how bad do you have to be that an that's A+, from, like, rock bottom to... to top? Yeah. So if they don't get an A-plus, they flunk history. And if they flunk history, Ted will be sent to military school in Alaska. Brr, he doesn't want to go there. Fortunately for them, they receive help from the time machine that they borrowed from a time traveler named Rufus. They bring back many historical figures, including Billy the Kid, Napoleon, Socrates, or Socrates, Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan, and others. Sadly, problems arise, and all of their historical figures are jailed by Ted's dad. Way Bill, to go. Yep. Bill and Ted must rescue them in order to complete their report. It's quite the mission. It is. Called classic, really. Yeah. This movie, for who was in it? So we got Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. and you got George Carlin, which is, you know, comedy legend, who plays Who was Rufus, the time traveler, yeah. Who was the time traveler. And you got, uh, what was the name? Winter. Um, Alex Winter. And so Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Ted and Bill, or Bill and Ted. You know, (laughs) it's one of those things where Keanu Reeves wasn't big at the time. It was kind of, I think, one of his first movies. Up and coming. You know, up and coming actor, not doing much. This movie was made in... 89? 1989. Good pull. February 17th, 1989. Nice. Exactly. Um, And I don't know. It's just the cast really wasn't a big name. All the historical figures weren't big names. They were just random actors that they found. And No namers. Really, I mean, going through the list, you tell me if you've heard of any of these other names. Uh, Terry Camilleri. Nope. Dan Shore. Nope. Tony Stedman. No. Rod Loomis. Nope. Al Long. No. Robert V. Barron. Absolutely not. He played Abraham Lincoln in that movie. Oh. Yep. Clifford David. Mm-mm. Hal Lawton Jr. Nope. Bernie Casey. Negative. Amy Stotch. Uh-uh. And J. Patrick McNamara. That's a no. I know, right? So you have a bunch of really no-name actors. Right, in this movie. In the movie. So these guys were probably like, I don't know who Keanu Reeves is. I don't know Alex Winter. We're a kind of a group of people that, I mean, maybe they knew. I guess I'd have to see what other Keanu Reeves movies were going around at that time. But he was really young. I mean, you watch the movies. Oh, yeah. He was, he was really young. And 
all these guys side by side with George Carlin, who was the the headliner. He's the, headliner. the big leagues. And it's funny because Rufus was literally a cameo. He was in the open, you know, the opening scene with uh, giving them the time machine. He was in the middle of the movie asking what's going on with the time machine. And he was at the end of the movie at the uh, oral or it's a oral exam. I think after the oral exam when he was giving the, giving the time machine back. Oh yeah. Yep. So he was in like literally three scenes in the movie, but this big name guy, you know, comedian is not even a main character, not even a main character. And the funny thing is, is that movie, this movie was 89. Mm-hmm. You watch a lot of the movies and a lot of his stand up from early eighties all the way to now. Explicit. His, yes. But he does. He, he, his appearance doesn't seem to change. I mean, you really have to go way back for him to have kind of a different persona, I guess, or physical appearance. Yeah. But he kind of had that old dude thing down. And he was from the future, so he was allowed to have that. That look? That look. So one of the questions I I did have was, you know, is the phone boost the best form of time travel? I believe, yeah. You think so? I think so. What I was thinking about it was that it'd be great to hide. It'd be a great... Because it's right out there in the open. I mean, and you could probably use it. I'm sure it was fully functional. Most people would probably see it and like, all right, phone booth, I can use it. Unless they typed in just the right code and blasted Boom, it off to the gone. past or something. And were like, what the hell did I just type? Those Why is my, my pin- mom's phone number sending me to 1842? Right. <laughs> or you end up like in Click where you end up in your parents' uh, bedroom. Have, doing it. Yep. Give this birth is, to you, or, uh, this is when you were conceived. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> the conception story. <laughs> but I don't know. You could only there's a lot of time travel rules out there. Yeah. Like you can't abuse it. You can't abuse it. But they use they they kind they of did. abuse it. But they they abuse it in a way where I thought time travel was done right, I guess. So they were like tell future Ted to leave these keys in the bush. So they didn't actually have to go anywhere. And tell and tell the person to do it. They were basically like, "Okay, after this is over, remind my future self to go back in time and, and, leave. and leave this here." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's pretty smart. You're you're kind of not breaking time travel rules, but you're using it to your advantage. You're, really, you're bending it a little bit. Yep, and without going anywhere, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And I thought the tape recorder part inside the police station where he distracted his dad. He's like." Remind myself to do a tape recording of myself. And so over in the corner, it's him telling his dad, hey, I'm over here. And then he's like, I think I talked long enough to distract him. And then they got the guys out of jail. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess nowadays no one probably knows what a phone booth is. Oh, no, absolutely so not. So I'm sure if a phone booth was out in the middle of nowhere. Or it would just, be suspicious. It would be kind of suspicious. I think so back in the 80s. Good idea for time machine. Right now, not probably so not the best idea. You might want to go with a cell phone time machine. That'd be less less conspicuous. Although if a cell phone's lying around on a on a table, someone's going to steal it anyway. Right. So, well, but, then they learn the hard way. Yep. <laughs> so so after they pass their report, after they get an A plus, they can continue on their music. Mm-hmm. They they can be good, but not quite good enough yet. Which leads us to Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So did you like that one? Did you watch that one as much as you watched the original? 
Uh, or which this, one did you like? It better? was it was one of those where um, I saw both of them, but it, it's been a while. But it was the first movie that I saw more than the second, like the sequels, like one of those things. Yep. And I like the second because it kind of delved into not time travel anymore, but life after death, Which, heaven, yeah. and, heaven and hell, like who goes where sort of thing. And the the Grim Reaper was awesome. It was such a great character because you kind of portrayed him as a goofus, really. Like <laughs> they melvined him. They beat him at simple board games that that you know no one's supposed to be death at like like they had the the football game they played twister they played a battleship they beat played death at battleship yeah they beat death at battleship we'll beat death at sorry <laughs> oh i mean the funny thing is is they're all games of chance they weren't really like, you know what i mean like, right battleship like, is it like could game go of anywhere chance. like you could say a letter and yeah it's not I mean, yes. At some point on Battleship, you can narrow it down but it, to right know where. Bat, it's but right up the bat, open... it's hit or miss. Right. Hit or miss. Hit or miss. Battleship. And I and I come up with these things on the, fly. on the fly. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then when they beat death, they're like, "Okay, let's go to heaven. We need a smart person to outwit." Uh, what was this, Cornelius? No. Was it Cornelius, the I'm, bad guy? I'm not entirely sure on that one. I'll Google it. All right. So, Denomalos. It was Denomalos. 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 Okay. So, he yeah, was the bad it. guy. He was the gym teacher of Rufus, and he always hated him because uh-huh. he was smarter than him. So, he creates the robot Bill and Ted to go back and kill themselves to destroy the band. Because, as you know, Wild Stallions is the music of the future. It's what brings world peace to everyone. Nice. So they needed to stop them and destroy it. So that way their music can never be heard be, of, be heard all over the world. And so they go to, um, heaven to get station. It was the little mutant aliens looking things. I don't know. They were sent from God, basically gifts from God. These. And then, and then when they when they needed a superpower, they ran together and became and became big station, which I was like, that is just the weirdest thing. I don't know why anyone would think about this and write it and little aliens that came together to make a big one from know. God. I feel like it was definitely a stoner movie, but it was more than that. It really was. It just felt like, yeah, it's made for stoners and and this is just shit that can never happen. You know. But it's just funny. And George Carlin came back to reprise his role, but he was in a chick suit. The whole, a chick suit? Yeah, he was the uh, uh, director of the Battle of the Bands that they were going to enter so they could win uh. and become world famous. And uh, But in the at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, uh-huh. once again, a lot of shit we talk about on this show. It's going to be spoilers. It's going to be spoilers because half the stuff we talk about is from the 80s and 90s. And so if you haven't seen it yet, shame on you. But I'll say spoiler alert. You can pause it and uh, fast forward about two minutes and catch back up with us. You've been warned. You've been warned. Okay. So at the end of the movie, when they win the Battle of the Bands, uh, the chick unzips herself and it's George Carlin inside. It's Rufus. It's Rufus the whole time. 
So he came back. He did his little cameo. He had to. Right. I don't think you could have uh, George Bill Carlin. Ted. Now he's dead, unfortunately. Yeah, he can't it's do sad. that. So it's when sad. Bill and when Bill and Ted three comes out, although they could do what they did for Star Wars, <laughs> CGI George Carlin. Yeah, I think he'd roll in his grave if they CGI George Carlin. You don't think That's, so? I think that he'd roll in That would grave. be disgraceful. You should just leave him as is. They might make reference. I mean, they I could making reference. They oh, could have another time Rufus. traveler and just say that uh, he is an employee of Rufus. Yeah, oh, they could or do like that. a co-worker. Yeah. So, Bill and Ted Part 3. So far, the working title that I could find is Bill and Ted 3 Face the Music. And... That makes, yeah, that makes sense. It was greenlit on May 8th. Uh, 2018, and so right now there's just a bunch of people online kind of hyping it up and doing Bill and Ted themed events, which people in their you know late 20s, early 30s are the only people that are gonna right because probably kids go these days to it probably haven't it. even seen it. Um, but in the meantime, you guys can join Bill and Ted Three on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and keep up with what's happening. There's currently no uh, release date on it yet. Um. I'd probably slap a 2020 on it. Maybe 2021. 2020, yeah. I mean, obviously, you got Alex Winter coming up. You got Keanu Reeves, who's been doing John Wick and a bunch of other... Yeah, he's That's doing another be one. That's going so funny. <laughs> seeing Dude. John Wick and then seeing Bill and Ted? Well, if the hair's there. So, in this photo of original Keanu Reeves, he had that long hair like he does right. in John Wick. So, you might not have to... Do much with his hair. There is another movie, side note, of uh, with Keanu Reeves, but it's got Winona Ryder. They're like two misfits that go to the same wedding. Like, they've met before, but then they go to, to the same wedding. And they're like the odd couple, but it's like... Uh, I it's, don't know if I've seen that one. It's John Wick. Like, you can sense the John Wick character. Oh, really? <laughs> like, it's just like that straightforward, dry, no emotion. And then here's Winona Ryder. That's the complete opposite. Yep. I mean, at the end of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, he was they they did so much re- crazy makeup to Keanu Reeves to make him look old Keanu Reeves, and he kind of looks like the current old Keanu Reeves. So, if it's more of that futuristic type movie, I I could see it working. Mm-hmm. The only question is, so you got the first one, which was all time travel. You got the second one, which is very little time travel. The only time travel they did was in the middle or at the very end of the movie when they needed to catch Denomalous. Mm-hmm. Um. But in the third one, I mean, I guess I can't quite. It'd I don't be know. Like in the present, maybe. I I just I'm just thinking of what could they? How can they reincorporate time travel? You know, they're in the future. Someone comes back and says, you know, or maybe it has something to do with their kids. It's that not you, Marty. It's your kids, right? What it, if, could, it could be something where they have to travel into the future because their kids are destroying their music or their good name or ooh, or something like that. That would be a twist. There you go. Parents against the kids. Because the princesses and Bill and Ted had their kids. So I think I think that would be a good plot. Now watch that when like the complete like plot of it comes out. And that's it. I know. Someone listened to our podcast. And he was called like, it. No, no, no. They stole our idea. Instead of oh. calling me and saying, hey, Steven, you know that great idea you had for a script? <laughs> we stole it. Right? Yeah. Because people steal ideas these days. Oh, yeah. That's why you got to no stamp it. No original ideas. Patent pending. Right. Wait, that's not it. Copyrighted. That's it. Bill and Ted 3, kids get 
screw up their future is copyrighted by me. Boom. So if it happens, I'm suing. And I'll have this podcast to prove it. Right. Timestamp and everything. Timestamp and everything at, um, we're talking about it at the 23 minute mark. No, 24 minute mark of this podcast. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. My plot for Bill and Ted 3. Face the music. Face the music on June, what's today's date? Today's June 26th. 26th? On okay. June 26th. June 26th, we called the plot. We should go to Vegas and place a bet on it. <laughs> yeah. We called it. <laughs> All right. So, as always, we're going to tell you a few fun facts, and I will post this on our website, lootimepodcast.com. I just keep plugging that website over and over just and over blah, blah, blah. again. It's going to be like, sub- we actually get subliminal messages, like really, really low. Just do a track, lootimepodcast.com, Like over Dot our com. whole thing. And then all of a sudden, they're at the end of the episode, episode they're like, we should go check out this website. Right. So, so, it's like Loot Time Podcast. Someone's been saying this throughout the whole episode. Check out Loot Time. Yeah, right. Okay. So we're going to go over some fun facts that uh, you might not. Okay. So the title of the website is from Movie Phone, moviephone.com. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 25 Things You Didn't Know About the Doofus Duo Comedy Classic. All right. So, one. In the original screenplay, along with the likes of Napoleon, Beethoven, Billy the Kid, Socrates, Abraham Lincoln, and Joan of Arc, Bill and Ted were also supposed to recruit Charlemagne and Babe Ruth for their history presentation. Babe Ruth. I know. I think they could, I think they were like, you know what? It's not too. It's it's not far enough into the past because Abraham Lincoln was pretty far. Napoleon, right. And like all those guys, Billy the Kid. Well. Billy the Kid was 1800s. Mm-hmm. So I think I think probably they thought Bill and Ted just, or uh, Bill and Ted wouldn't go to, you know, 1930s and, and recruit someone. Um, just as they mispronounced Socrates or Socrates, they would have mispronounced Charlemagne as Charlie Mangay. <laughs> Yet another medieval character they have brought back in the 20th century was a pheasant called John the Surf whose name you can still see listed in the credits. So it's like it wasn't a main person they brought back, but they brought back this guy. Mm-hmm. I might have to look at the credits for that one. All right. Number three. The Waterloo Water Park actually does use footage shot in San Dimas, as at Raging Waters Park combined with shots from Gulfland Sunsplash in Mesa, Arizona. So they, they shot in both locations. Interesting. It seems kind of weird to do that you figure you just shoot at one water park and get it over with right all right number six the movie was filmed in early 1987 a full two years before it was released interesting i think the reason if i had to take a guess on why they did that mm-hmm. was because keanu reeves didn't necessarily have the popularity quite yet in 87 so they were like you know what let's hold it hold on to it for two years he's doing a couple movies and then we'll release it. Let him, yeah, gain popularity. <laughs> but honestly, I don't know if that helped or not. Right. I guess. Um, let's see what else we got. Bill and Ted was the first produced screenplay for Chris Matheson, who came uh, who came by a sci-fi cred honest, honestly. He's the son of I Am Legend author Richard Matheson. Interesting. I am. Le- oh, that's right. I Am Legend was a book. Yeah, it became a movie with Will Smith. 
Yeah. Okay, number 15. The Hands of Rufus, when he's shown playing a guitar solo, actually belonged to famed session musician Steve, Stevie Salas, who composed all the guitar licks heard in the film. That's kind of cool. So the guy that created, you know, the music for Bill and Ted got to play in it, but he was kind of hidden behind the... Because you didn't really see him, but you could hear him. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We'll go to number... Hmm. Okay, we'll do number 23. The rest you can find on our website. Number Bluetimepodcast.com. <laughs> After the Bill and Ted movies, Solomon continued to write or co-write sci-fi comedies, including Men in Black, What Planet Are You From? He co-wrote last year's sleeper ca- uh, caper hit Now You See Me. That's cool. I didn't know the guy that, that wrote now Bill and Ted did Now You See Me. That's a good pull. He is married to actress Cynthia Cleese. So his father-in-law is Monty Python's John, John Cleese. Cleese. No shit. Yeah, this guy knows comedy. Well, kind of knows comedy now, because who would want to have John Cleese as your father-in-law? Python. Yeah. Yeah. Do you imagine if your father-in-law well, was, was John, John Cleese? Cleese? Those house parties or uh, um, holiday parties would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. That would be something to brag about for sure. Be like, hey, father-in-law, can you sign this check for me? Don't worry, I'm not going to superimpose it on all your memorabilia and <laughs> right, stuff. Yeah. Or put it under a cloth. Here, sign this. And sign this. Right. And sign this. Sign this napkin. Okay, sign. okay. So, if you married into a famous person's family, uh-huh. would you feel bad to ask for autographs? Or would you be like, oh, they're family now, they wouldn't care? I I would the latter. I would be like their family. Uh, I wouldn't care. I hope they wouldn't care. They might get annoyed. I'd be like, hey, you know, I've got this. I just saw this in the store. Do you mind just signing this for me? You're not gonna sell it, are you? No, I won't. And then you go right behind <laughs> their back and sell it. <laughs> like like if you like if you marry Stanley's daughter, and then you had it's Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. You had Stan Lee sign all of your stuff. And then you turn around and sell it. I'd, I'd be, that'd be kind I'd of sit on it for... That'd be kind of dickish to Yeah, do I'd sit on it for a really long time, and then once I retire, like, long after everything... Then sell it all. Then sell it all. Yeah, I could see that. So... What about now, you? Me? Yeah. Would you Would you feel like it wouldn't matter, or... I think it'd be kind of fun. I think I would oversign everything, actually. Yeah. So, okay, let's say I was famous... And someone married my son, and they were like, "Hey, Steven, sign these things for me." I would oversign everything, so my signature became like everywhere. Useless. Well, that and useless. Like, yeah. if my signature was on fifty of my pop vinyls, well, not fifty. Let's say hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I'd sign a hundred thousand pop vinyls. It'd become worthless at that point, right? Because everyone's got it. Everyone's got it now. Where if I just signed five, it's a rarity. It's a rarity. So I'd sign everything. Do you think celebrities would get, do you think stores would get pissed if like I was a celebrity and walked into Barnes and Noble and, and signed, just signed all, one, signed all my and pops? just left it on the shelf? No, just all of them. Oh, or my books. Like if I was like a comic book writer or movie, you know, an actor or whatever. I mean, they could, they could get mad and be like, you know what? If it's really that big of a deal, I'll just buy it from you guys. Like, really? Like, I'm trying to make you guys a profit or something. Like, Yeah, you can mark up your prices now because I signed it. Right. I'm just trying to help you guys out. 
I sign sign their wall. Someone <laughs> comes in. Can I buy your wall? Right. Or just take a saw and just. You're in the bathroom assigning the stall. Just <laughs> they go in there. The door got door. <laughs> the door's gone. <laughs> Little divider is gone. Yeah, I can't poop now. I can't poop in privacy. Steven did it again. God. He signed a door. God, the notorious door signer, Steven. <laughs> That would be awesome. At Barnes and Noble. You'd be like, Steven was known for his roles in this movie, this movie, and the door signer. <laughs> the door signer. What was the plot of the door? He went around to all the bathroom doors and signed, signed them. And they mysteriously vanished. Yep. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. And then there's just some dude. You kind of like, at the end of the movie, you go into like camera into someone's house and just in a back corner are like 50 doors just... And then it's just like, and and some nights people say that you can still hear Steven roaming these bathrooms. Like, after, <laughs> after like, I'm dead? Yeah, like, after you're dead or, like, so after you've made, like, your first move on your first door and you've moved on and whatnot, but then they make the rumor of, like, you've come back to the first door now that they've replaced the bathroom doors. You can hear them squeak <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> yep. Nice. A couple good boys and their daddies is a lot of things. Yes, the Jewish people, they dance. <laughs> dance for me, Jewish boy. Truly important and meaningful things. So Morgan Freeman, what, what are you doing do here? Because <laughs> Morgan Freeman says yes to every movie project proposed to him. They're like, He's hey, like, that's like, that's just his shit, I guess. We can't really pay you or anything. But... They're like, we'll let you pet a dolphin, and Morgan Freeman's like, I'll do that. This Justin, Morgan Freeman has a dolphin kink. <laughs> because when two university students come together, smart things happen. So this is an experience that I have now. You know, people said college was for learning things. <laughs> <laughs> I've I learned, learned that I don't day. like shitting in front of people. So if you like truly grown-up and mature humor, come listen to a couple good boys and their daddies. I get a lot of comments from old men being like, why you got that thing in your nose? And I'm like, I don't know, I like it. And then they're it's like, a kink. oh. <laughs> For sex things. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when my boyfriend yanks on it and rips my nose open. <laughs> Join us every Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've been your shameless plug boy, Matt. And I've been your walking advertisement boy, M. And this has been a promo for a couple good boys. And their daddies. That would be funny. And now, for something completely different. different. And something completely different is Ant-Man and the Wasp, because that's getting released pretty darn quick here. God, it's got to be, what, two weeks? Yeah. One week, two weeks? Something like that. July 15th. Here, I got it pulled up. It's July 15th? I think it's July 15th. I Dang, know it's I it was somewhere. sooner. Is it sooner? Well, I it's the end of it June. Sooner. I mean, we're literally the last week of June, so right. it's got to be very, very close. July 5th. I knew there was a yeah. five in it. Yeah, it's close. So next, oh. Uh, it's next week. The 4th of July week. Yeah. Oh, man, you know all the movies that have, like, killed 4th of July weekend? It's... It, there's Independence Day. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course a day, Independence it. Day. Um, I Transformers. Think Transformers was Independence Day week. Uh-huh. Uh, Titanic was Independence Week. Ooh. I think. I didn't know I think, that I one. think Titanic was I Independence it. Week. But yeah, big movies always get released on Independence Week. And Ant-Man and the Wasp is just another one that's coming. So it's what's coming. it about? It's as Scott Lang balances being both a superhero and a father... Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new, mi- new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. Now, how far in the past? 
like early uh, past. Are we talking about like, like when, when Hank Pym was, was Ant-Man? Ant-Man and the original Wasp Ooh, that we saw awesome. in the first Ant-Man movie? That'd be kind of cool to flash back to see the or, original Ant-Man. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I'm assuming you have, Steven. Yeah, I've seen one of them. Lawrence Fishburne is in Ant-Man and the Wasp playing a certain character. That I don't think you know. I don't know. So then I will not say. Maybe I didn't watch that trailer. Uh, But he plays a certain character that they might go into his time. Which I think once you find that out, that'd be. He wasn't the original Nick Fury, was he? No. Oh, (laughs) that would be funny. No, but he plays another. uh, Shield member? Another uh, Another character. I will say. I won't okay. specify if it's S.H.I.E.L.D. or somebody else, but once you find out who, then you'll be like, that's actually a, a cool idea. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. So let's start with the first dance, Ant-Man. Just yep. as a recap. Okay. So Scott Lang, criminal, thief, steals the Ant-Man technology from Hank Pym. Yeah. And as we find out, Hank it, Pym pretty much let him... Let him take it. Take, let him take it. Get away with it, because... What thief wouldn't want to be told that he was actually allowed to right. <laughs> steal something? That's, it's an easy. The door was unlocked. It Weird. Was... Maybe I shouldn't go... go in. Right. But then this is wait, calling me. Wait, it's just sitting out on the table? And this, this guy has a hot daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's obvious. That's an obvious. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good movie. It was really funny, comedic. Um, so now the sequel is going to be before Infinity War, as we've been told, mm-hmm. but it's going to be, takes place after Civil War. Um, obviously he's learning to be more of a father with his daughter. Right. And how do you um, do that now? And obviously I think according to the trailer that I saw, he commits another crime and goes on, doesn't he go under house arrest? Don't they shown one of the trails putting like an ankle monitor on his, I wonder if that is from, because, uh, in, uh, Infinity War, they mentioned Hawkeye, and he was under house arrest with his wife. Yep. That's why he wasn't in the movie. And I think that might be the reason, too. Why so, he's, yeah. So I think, doesn't he get in trouble for stealing the um, the Hornet? What was it? The Not Hornet. Was it Hornet? From the first one, the other dude? Oh, Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. From, he got, he got arrested for stealing Yellow Jacket? I think so. Was that the, that the reason? So, yeah, I mean... That's why he couldn't be in Infinity War, I guess. But from what I understand is this movie might butt up against Thanos' arrival. I've been reading a few rumors on online. I wish I could go to a pre-screening of it because I'd like to right, tell, find everyone, out. tell everyone before it's even released. It's kind of like <laughs> That's that. That's a big no-no. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like that time where I got to see uh, the third Matrix ah, before yeah. it was released. And when I went to go see it on release day... I really wanted to just run into the movie theater and shout Trinity dies at the end. And then run, run, run out of the movie theater and ruin it for everyone. That son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be funny? I always thought it'd be funny. I or want... or as a kid, like I didn't grow up during Star Wars while they were like the original run of Star Wars. But wouldn't it be the biggest dick move? Like, like you see Empire Strikes Back before it comes out like the week before it comes out mm-hmm. and then run into a movie theater and be like, Darth Vader is Luke's father. And then run out of the movie theater. 
What? <laughs> that would be the awesomest thing ever. Wasn't that, what was, was that a, a family guy thing? Like a, I one think of those so. flashbacks where yeah. he's walking out and he's like, man, and who would have thought Luke Skywalker was Darth Vader's son? And everybody's like, oh, oh what, you're what, what, for come on. Like, ah. Like, I almost wanted to do that on Friday when I went to go see Infinity War again. There was fairly a decent amount of people. Half they, the universe dies. Right, and they could have already seen the movie, but I want to be like, Thanos snaps his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't already know that. Right. Like, it's funny. There's some movies, especially comic book movies, uh-huh. really, you can walk into a movie theater and know fairly well what's going to happen before it even comes out. I mean, you knew Infinity War. He was he had the gauntlet. He has the stones. I guess when I was going into it, I was like, okay, it's going to be two parts. Right, that's what so I thought. So I would have, I mean, this is me if I would have uh. remade the movie. I would have gotten, okay, he gets half the Infinity Stones in the first movie, half the Infinity Stones in the second movie. That's what I was thinking. You know, that's what I, I mean, that that could maybe it'd be a triple part, you know, a three-parter. I haven't seen a trilogy done in a long time since Iron Man, so. right. Or uh, uh, Captain America. Or Captain America, yeah. So that could have worked, too. You know, get half the Infinity... And it would have drawn it out. I think they could have done a lot better with the other Infinity Stones. I would have liked how he got the stone from uh, um, Nova Corps. Like, oh, the Power Stone. The Power Stone. Yeah. Like he just He just has it. And it's like, are we going to at least get a flashback in, like, Captain Marvel? Or maybe not Captain Marvel, but, like, in a... In the next Avengers movie or something like that, because I would like to know because they had it last. Yep. And what did he do? Just walk in, knock on the door. Uh, yeah, I'm Thanos. Uh, uh, that's can mine. Can I get the Power Stone, please? I believe that belongs to me. I actually ordered it on eBay. Right. From the collector. And uh, I'm they... here. I'm here to here to pick it up. Can you? Uh, it said delivery in a half hour or less. Right. Um, and I. Th- it said uh, delivered to someone at the front desk. So. I also. I mean. I guess he, I want to know also, I want to know how he got the reality stone too. Like, I would have loved to see the whole reality. With the collector with the and collector. whatnot. Like, yeah, Gamora walks in and everything's, you know, it hasn't been, I mean, it would be, I mean, yes, it just, it thing makes things longer. It makes movies longer. It, it right. does. Like, I get it. But if you do it correctly. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. As long as you shoot it correctly or go into No one's going to complain about it. Exactly. And I thought the Power Stone would have been a great introduction to Guardians of the Galaxy in the whole movie, too. Right. Because they're the ones that brought it. So you have Thanos knocking on the door. All of a sudden, Ad sits calling the Guardians, you know, whoever, where, you know, wherever the Guardians are at, this, at that point in time. Yeah, Thanos is attacking. The Power Stone is compromised. Blah, blah, blah. And... You know, I can't. I guess you've seen if you've seen it a few times. Do the right. do the guardians make mention at all of Thanos getting the power stone? No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, because I was I was kind of wondering. I'm like, okay, did so we miss Guardi- something? Yeah, like okay, the guardians are out there. They're the ones that brought the power stone because they got the SOS message from the uh, Asgardian ship. Yep, exactly. So I feel like at least a phone call to the Guardians since they were the ones that got the Power they Stone to begin with. They should have done it since Volume 2 came out before Infinity War. They should have done it in Volume 2. At towards like, the end? As like a post-credit scene or something like that. Like Thanos knocking on the door of, like, of yeah, the Yeah, like his ship arrives over Nova Corps and then like a message goes out and like the Guardians get it. Yeah, just something. Just something to... 
you know, because all the other stones they showed him getting. Right. So, except for that except one. Except for that one. So I mean, you, I think you kind of missed a good fight scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it might have taken up. We could have seen uh, what's his face, um, that you've seen. Uh, he was in the uh, cartoons recently. Um, he was in Nova Corps. Uh, Not yellow problem. helmet, blue suit. Uh, he teamed up with like Spider Man, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, White Tiger, I think, or something. It was in like the Ultimate Spider Man cartoon. I'm at a loss. Ah uh, man, I'm trying to think like who he that was is. In the Nova Corps? Yeah, he was. He's in like a Marvel. It's not, and the, it's not as. Are you talking about the character name or the actor name? Uh, the character name. And it's not Adset. I don't think so. I, he was in the most recent uh, Capcom versus Marvel game, I believe. That's weird. I guess I don't. I don't know. I guess look that up. Um, so I guess you kind of ruined that sort of. I was like, one of my questions I was going to ask you: Are you expecting to see any cameos? And you were like, Lawrence Fishburne. But I guess besides that, are there any other... Uh... Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's Spoiler. all right. That's all right. Um, I mean, is there any other special cameos you're kind of expecting to see in Ant-Man? Or is everyone going to be too tied up with uh, Thanos right now to to make a, you know, claim? I mean, I think... Okay, where does it take... Is it New York? Yeah. Okay. So it, I think it'd be kind of cool if, you know, Spider-Man took a swing into Ant-Man. Ant-Man's world. I think that'd be kind of... Kind of fun, especially since in Civil War, mm-hmm. Ant-Man totally screwed over Peter Parker. You know, in the or Spider-Man in that movie. Yeah. When he got really big and, and made Peter Parker kind of lose his cool. So I think that would be kind of a cool, cool, like, little cameo if, if they did yeah, that. Yeah, because we got, we got Falcon in the first Ant-Man movie. Tic Tac. Well, yeah. Um, Spider-Man would be sweet. Um, I can't think of any other uh, good cameos they could throw in there that isn't currently involved in uh, Civil War or uh, Infinity War. Uh, side note, his name is Nova. Just Nova? Just Nova. And he's the leader of the Nova Corps? I believe so. I'll show you a picture of what he looks like. Oh, that's a guy, that guy's pretty badass. Yeah. You should send that to me. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to our uh, viewers on... Uh, or our listeners on our website. Yeah. Just forward that photo to me. I'll show, show you the picture of Nova, the badass Nova picture. Don't worry. Our content's going to start growing on our website more and more every day. I think the biggest thing is we just got to get some uh, reviews and stuff up there for people to listen to. Or, I guess, listen to. I guess we could do audio reviews or video reviews. Video oh, reviews. We could do sweet. video reviews. That'd be kind of awesome. And then we could just supplement that into YouTube. It would be nice That'd to be good. space out to uh, to YouTube. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but uh, cameos. Yeah, I don't know. Spider-Man, I think, would be kind of cool. Spider-Man would be cool. Um, I don't know when anyone else really... You know... Captain Marvel? Maybe. Maybe. Nice little tie-in. But you know what? Okay, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Netflix Universe is the same universe, I believe, right? Because I think in the original Jessica Jones, they talked about the attack on New York. So mm-hmm. I think in these smaller to Marvel introduce... movies, just introduce them kind of slowly and, you know, a little bit like that, just because I think it would be, uh, 
you know, nice to Luke Cage. Luke Cage in Power the backyard, Man. backyard of uh, Ant Man. Yeah, I think I think those characters would get along. Or or reference uh, Hell's Kitchen or Harlem, or you know, just to introduce because I think after after four ends, after Phase Four or Phase Three ends, and after Avengers Four, they're going to be looking for some new blood. I think I don't know how long these four Marvel franchises can last on Netflix. It seems like a lot of Netflix shows are starting to go under and getting canceled, or viewership just isn't. As strong they, as, as they strong, used to be. Or they're hard up for renewals, too, like on Netflix. Like, Stranger Things, that came pretty quick. Yeah. But like, Santa Clarita Diet, it was took, it, some time. took some time. They renewed it, but it took some time. So I think if you can start pushing Netflix into the cinematic universe. <laughs> and piggyback them. And piggyback off of it. I think that's your phase four. I think introducing those characters. Into the movies. Into the movies would be great. Because then you'll finally be able to get X-Men involved. You'll finally be able to get Fantastic, Fantastic four. four involved. Hopefully, cross your fingers. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Jones and, and, Iron, and Fist. Iron Fist. were all kind of involved with Fantastic Four. Punisher. In the, pun, yeah, in the comic books, I think. They were yeah. all kind of intertwined. You could so, do Punisher and Spider-Man. You could... Yep. I think that's a great way. I think that's a really awesome slowly. way to slowly get it in for Phase 4. So, anything you're looking forward to for Ant-Man and the Wasp or just kind of their, their team up and kind of their repertoire of back and forth? I want to know how uh, Lang got out of the super prison. Like... Was he just like let go and like you're on house arrest? Or, like, I think yeah. Well, uh, well, Steve Rogers broke him out at the oh, end of Civil War. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so did he get caught? Because now he's got that thing around his ankle. It's like I don't care who broke you out of prison. You're still gonna be house arrested. Um, I'm just. Looking but it was forward. Captain America. Captain America would never break anyone out he's of prison. Are you America. nuts? He's not Captain America anymore. Like, Captain America's God, actually Hydra. <laughs> Um, actually, so did you see that in the comics when they made, uh, that he's uh, scroll yeah, no, or he he's Hydra, Hydra, but then spoiler alert, if you haven't read the comics, it was actually a, uh, double of Steve Rogers and he, he, and Deadpool, Deadpool calls him steve Rogers, steve Rogers, steve that sounds like something Deadpool would say, I don't know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the cameos, um, how everything aligns because um, I would just like to know where they were. I mean, like the whole universe was at stake and where was Ant-Man and the Wasp? Well, that's a good tie in to what I'm going to show next. So I will post this on our website um, when I get a sec, probably in a couple days, but uh, I found a TV spot um, for Ant-Man and the Wasp where they poke fun at their own Infinity War absence. So, we will take a watch and we'll commentate on what we see, because you guys can't see what we're seeing. Until we put it on our website, you won't be able to see it. Yes. Or if you've seen it on TV, you'll already know what we're talking about. Right. So, it's a 30-second TV spot. So, there's the Avengers running in and going after Thanos. Ant-Man? He's blowing in a fan. Who see, do see, there's the FBI and yep. like, putting him under house arrest. Drums, bowling. <laughs> see, look at him go. 
See, I like this. This whole like shrinking thing is really awesome. That was funny. I there is another part in uh one of the more official trailers for that. Uh, there was a scene what you just saw at the end of that TV spot where he can't fully grow to his regular size, so he's like two and a half to three feet, <laughs> and so like he's got like a coat over him and like Hank Pym's in the driver's seat. So he's almost like Baby Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool and too. Hope and Hope is in like the back seat. And they're, like, picking up their kid from school, and Hank Pym, like, turns around and, you know, is just being a smartass to him. And here's, like, a little two-and-a-half-foot laying Ant-Man. It, it was pretty funny. That's cool. So I'll post that on our website so you guys can see it. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, they're poking fun at the fact that We're, they're, not, they're not in the right, Avengers movies. Right, slackers. And the funny thing is the movie does play, take place before – so I'm really hoping we get that. It leads up to why they weren't. Why they weren't there. What were they doing that was so important? <laughs> well, they did steal Hank Pym's building. They shrunk it down into a suit. I like, dude. The Where it just that, pops up. just Dude, the, well, the building was a suitcase. They shrunk the building, remember? And you pulled the handle out of the roof. And, and it was came. just like a luggage bag. Dude, that'd be the best way to transport your company or your house. So that's your mobile home. That's yeah. your next mobile home idea. Like you got a house like this. Shrink, shrink it. it carry it to 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 california i don't want to live in minnesota anymore i want to go to california shrink house pick it up take it to california find an open plot of land boom but honestly do you think that'd be kind of dangerous okay especially okay what about the plumbing well the plumbing you got the plumbing electric well you got your stuff like Yes, it's it shrinks, gonna shake. but is it going to shake when you drag it along and carry right. it? Or and what's the structure going to be like when you pull this long handle out? Like, how, what's the concrete? Oh, you gonna... know, it was probably built into like the supports, the building supports. Ah. I bet you that's we're really thinking cheaply into this. Well, then what about like the maintenance guys that when the building is its usual self and they see like this thing that looks like a giant handle? Well, I want to make sure that they cleared the building. I feel like they had to pull the fire alarm or something to clear the building. Yeah. And then the one guy on the toilet doesn't doesn't exit the building. And then yep. he's stuck in the building, in the tiny building, and then it goes poof, big again. And he's been in there for like five weeks in the tiny building, and he can't go that home. That would suck. You know that happens. That's got, you can't, you have to, you don't know if anyone, all of, the people got out of this building. Yes. Here on Loot Time, we discuss the finer things. The finer details. The final... The small the things, things that you wouldn't think about in right, a movie. That we worry about that other people wouldn't. Dude, that'd be there so sad There could be a guy in a crapper. Ah, oh, man. La, we, la, 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 la. He's just... Boom. Whoa, is that? The power just <laughs> shut off. Like, Why is it dark in here? He probably doesn't even notice it. He's like, is that an earthquake? And he's probably getting down on the ground. He's rolling but, around but, the building. But remember, they tip it. They, right. He, he tips it on the wheel, so you know he's like falling into a window or something. Right. Or what if the window was open and he fell out? Now he's a little tiny guy. Forever. Forever running around New York. And then he gets eaten. By a bird. By a, a bird. Pigeon. Or an ant. Or a spider. Or stepped on. Or a kid. Yes. The fun The possibilities. Yes. The what ifs. Let us know on our Facebook page, Loot Time Podcast, what you think happened to the crapper guy. <laughs> yeah, Let us know. Please. Comment below. Right. <laughs> yeah, on our podcast, comment below. comment below. What did you think happened to the crapper guy? Yeah. All right, guys. It's been fun. All right. So, by now, uh, the contest that we had in June is now over. 
So sad if you didn't enter, happy if you did enter. I'd like to just take this time for anyone listening that did enter. Thank you for all the feedback you gave us. Yes. It was very helpful. This episode could not have been made without the help of you guys. Uh, but don't worry, a new uh, new one will come out. Um, if you heard earlier in this podcast, if you didn't just randomly fast forward to the end, uh, we're going to be doing a poll-based contest this time, just like we did back in May with Deadpool and Punisher and stuff like that. The role models. But we're doing team-up, team-up polls. So stay tuned for that, and I'll post a picture of the uh, item we're giving away. Um, you can find us on these social media things at uh, Loot Time Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Loot Time Podcast on Facebook. You can connect with us on our website on the contact page, or you can email us at looptime at yahoo.com. Like us, share with your friends. And as always, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I am Kev Hebner. That's all the loot time we have. Good night. Go!